Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. I wanted to do something a little more, I guess, hands-on. You know, I, I was kind of still, you know, hardcore, you know, military tough guy. So I said, hey, let me let me be a fugitive recovery agent, you know, a bounty hunter. And, a bounty and, hunter. <laughs> yes. My goodness, man. And I tell you that. I, I earned every dollar doing that. I mean, I, that's some of the most dangerous work, and especially in New York City, you know, because that's where it's New York City, um, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania uh, was my jurisdiction. You know, so I would be going out and and uh, really getting into a lot of a lot of hairy situations. But we always got our guys. Okay, so so this is this is interesting. So you know how in the reality TV world you see a bounty hunter? Is it like that, or I know there was a movie that came out a few years ago. It's fun. Yeah, it's funny because you know you're supposed to say, "Oh no," but it really is kind of like that. You know, it's, um, you know, I mean, of course, it's you know certain uh, rules and regulations you have to follow. But the thing, the thing about it is, bounty hunters, like we don't need warrants to go in your house and grab you. You know, so like a lot of the times we would just be surprising these guys, and it's like real, like real life cowboys. You know, it's it's super dangerous. People try to shoot at you. People try to like we we ran into a um like a crack house one time, and we had like these these um these these like meth heads or whatever like throwing needles at us. You know, yeah. like when we're trying to grab these guys, so it was just like, you know, it's just like kind of how you see on movies, like TV, kind of you know softens it up a little bit, but it it's you know it really is the real deal. It's not for the how you dare how you dare those were the words of vincent williams and as you can hear he's lived a very interesting life he also happens to be one of the most talented filmmakers that i know and in the show notes you're going to see the the short film that he made using me as uh, as his muse to talk about failure so i hope you check that out and you check the rest of his work but we dive into how we became a filmmaker what his military background taught him, how he learned how to connect across cultures, and why he believes that telling stories is the best way to sort of make an impact in today's world. So I hope you enjoy the episode. I hope your creative juices get flowing, and I hope you really connect with him. He's a really talented filmmaker on the rise. And if you have any projects that you look into come to life in the visual element, I would definitely recommend him. So check him out and enjoy the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of As Told by Nomads, and today's guest is Vincent Williams. He is an independent film producer who has a very interesting background. We're going to talk about his life as, as a veteran, as a detective, as well as what he now does in the in the industry. I'm very curious to hear about how he applied all the skills that he learned in his youth to now tell stories of, of impact in today's world. Welcome to the show. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me, man. It's great. I'm really excited. Thank you. Nah, yeah, the pleasure is mine. So <laughs> I, I'm always I, I always do this with all my guests. I always like to, to go back to the early days. Did you know as a kid that you were going to be a filmmaker? You know, I I would say yes and no, uh, because like as as a kid, you know, like when I was, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, ten, like my, my parents got me a camera. So like I would always be filming certain things like little skateboard videos of my sister or little things I would put together. So I was always fascinated in like what a camera can do and like the power of shooting something and then looking at it later, you know? So I didn't really know I was going to be a filmmaker, but I, I just loved doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, even though you got that gift as an early age, you found yourself where you, you went through school and then you, did you enroll into the military right after? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was in high school and I graduated high school in 2008. 
And from then I went right into the military, 18 years old, you know, military police, you know, so I was like, I was 18 year old, like an 18 year old cop, you know, for the most part in the military, you know, wow. you know, pulling, pulling people over, you know, doing searches and, you know, all these you know crazy things. And, um, yeah, yeah. So, so that, that, that's where I got into, you know, law enforcement and really didn't do too much in any kind of media because, you know, my dad was a cop and, and, you know, I, I kind of really gravitated towards, um, you know, law enforcement because it really interested me. So that's, that's where I went, you know, just right out of high school and started that career. So I've heard about, you know, military, army, Navy, uh, Air Force, but I don't think I had heard about military cop until I, until we met. So what yeah. does a yeah what is it what does a military cop do? Because <laughs> I'm just curious. Yeah, well, um, military police is the actual term um, is MP, and that's with the army. And basically, they have two sides: is garrison and combat, and you do both. So when you're stateside, I lived in Fort Lewis, that's in Washington. Um, you know, we would do patrols. You know, we would do things just like you see how regular cops do, but we would just patrol on the military installation. So that's writing tickets, you know, DVs and, and and everything. And then we would also train for Afghanistan. So then we would do like six months, you know, police training and then six months, you know, training for combat. And that's when we go, you know, downrange to a combat zone and do our, our military tactics there, like, you know, village raids and, and, you know, close protection and all that and all that. So it's 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 cop work and like hardcore military work, you know, mixed together. That's that's fascinating to me. I, I imagine your work took you to basically different parts of, of the world, right? You, oh, yeah. You traveled a lot. What countries? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, Kuwait, Afghanistan, of course, uh, Korea, Iceland, um, Kazakhstan. Uh, yeah, just, you know, crazy. You know, a lot, a lot of a lot of places I meet a lot of interesting people, you know, great people. You know, so it's it, yeah, and at a young age, you know, you do that so young, you travel all over. It's you know, you find a lot of a lot of fun things to get into. You know, yeah. And the reason I'm asking is because a lot of the listeners they do identify with with exactly what you said. Maybe they were army brats or diplomatic mm. kids or missionary kids, and they found themselves learning about different cultures at a you know different age, but they reacted differently. So I'm curious as to what your reaction was when you ran into all these these different cultures or. A diff, uh, you know, like different ways of doing um, you know, things or traditions and, uh, and ideas. How did that impact your life? Right. Well, the thing is, like, different with the army brat. Like, I was actually like, I was, I was, I had to be professional there. I was like, I was a cop there, and then you know, being military there. So I see it differently than like the normal person that would be mm -hmm. visiting because I go there, I'm under specific orders. I have to do a certain thing at a certain time. You know, I have to conduct myself a certain way. You know, we, you know, we couldn't like party there. You couldn't do anything. Everything is just so in-house and so strict. And especially being uh, military police, um, a lot of it was um, conducting. I, um, what I did downrange was I, um, I did like a lot of uh, per, uh, personal protection. Like, so the high ranking officials, like I would be like, kind of like their bodyguards, like they would pull certain cops to do that. And uh, so that's what I would do. So I'd be, we'd be walking around and I'd be protecting whoever. And, you know, being in those different countries, you know, you have to be like, you know, professional, uh, professional, hardcore military, like all the time. You know, yeah. so going there and adapting, you have to know like, how, how certain cultures are and how to be respectful and, you know, not show the bottom of your feet in some places. And, you know, you know, you know, custom courtesy, you know, for the most part. Yeah, yeah, the 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 cultural nuances. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then when you came back, when how long did you spend in the military? Um, I, I did six years. Um, my last tour was in Korea, and I got out in 2013. And um, so uh, you know, I did I did two eight uh 2008 to uh 2013, and and yeah. did that whole you know that that whole thing from 18 years old. Wow. Now, well, I definitely want to thank you for your service. That's uh that's you know, that's <laughs> incredible. It. Thank you. No, I appreciate you. that. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, and then, so you, when you decide to come back, this is where um, uh, you decide to figure out if you wanted to sort of stay in in law enforcement or transition right. out of that. Uh, right. Yeah. Um. I yeah. When I got out, I I didn't really want to be um a police officer. You know, I I could have gotten you know a cop job coming with the military police credentials. You know, I, I probably could have been a cop anywhere. But I I really didn't. You know, I wasn't really feeling the whole um you know, cop thing. So I wanted to do something a little more, I guess, hands-on, you know, I, I was kind of still, you know, hardcore, you know, military tough guy. So I said, Hey, let me, let me be a fugitive recovery agent, you know, a bounty hunter. And, a bounty and, hunter. <laughs> yes. My goodness, man. And I tell you that 
I, I earned every dollar doing that. I mean, that, that's some of the most dangerous work. And especially in New York City, you know, because that's where it's New York City, um, New Jersey and Pennsylvania uh, was my jurisdiction. You know, so I would be going out and and uh, really getting into a lot of a lot of hairy situations. But we always got our guys, you know. OK, so so this is this is interesting. So, you know, how in the reality TV world, you see a bounty hunter. Is it like that? Or I know there was a movie that came out a few years ago. It's funny. Yeah, it's funny because you know you're supposed to say, "Oh no," but it really is kind of like that. You know, it's, um, you know, I mean, of course, it's you know certain uh, rules and regulations you have to follow. But the thing, the thing about it is, bounty hunters like we don't need warrants to go in your house and grab you. You know, so like a lot of the times we would just be surprising these guys, and it's like real, like real life cowboys. You know, it's it's super dangerous. People try to shoot at you. People try to like we we ran into a um like a crack house one time, and we had like these these um these these like meth heads or whatever like throwing needles at us. You know, yeah. like when we're trying to grab these guys, so it was just like, you know, it's just like kind of how you see on movies, like TV, kind of you know softens it up a little bit, but it it's you know it really is the real deal. It's not for the it's not for the faint-hearted. I was gonna say it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> you have to be. You have to know how to use your hands because you don't want to be shooting everybody. You want to tase everybody. So like, you have to know how to fight. You know, yeah. like you have to know how to really, you know, really get in there. Do, do you remember what your craziest uh, case was in, in the in the bounty hunting world? Um. Oh man. You know, it's so many of them. It's I can tell you one of them, but like I don't know which is you know which one's the craziest. Um. We had a, um, it was a transgender uh, m- male that was a female, right? And, um, you, know, I, you know, I can't say the person's name, uh, but they're locked away for the rest of their life, right? Um, and we were, we've been looking for this individual for, I don't know, four or five months. And, um, so, and, and we, we know we had pictures of him and we knew what he looked like as a male, but we didn't know what he looked like as a female, right? Mm-hmm. So we're we're kind of just going around asking people, hey, what's going on? We we, we ended up finding this person. He, he was actually a prostitute um, that we found in um, Washington Heights. I don't know, I don't know if you know the area, but uh, yeah. we we found we found him in Washington Heights. And uh, I mean, takes off running. We find out this guy is like a track star. You know, we have all our gear on, so we're running, 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 chasing this guy. I, I was actually I actually ended up catching him, um, caught him, and I'm fighting this guy. And it's so crazy because it's like a female, but he's like super strong, you know, like super strong. So I'm like wrestling this guy and, you know, throwing blows and, you know, everything just, you know, goes south real fast. And we, we ended up getting him. Um, and then we take him to Rikers because every person that we get, we we take him to Rikers Island. You know, that's the jail. And yeah. then um, and then, uh, you know, we, we, we take him in processing. And it's, it's just like how you see, like, in these movies, like, when we're in line, like, all the guys that are, like, in the jail cell watching us bring this individual up or, like, whistling and, you know, like, doing all these things and howling. Like, person has, like, a bloody nose and everything, bloody face and everything. There's blood all over the place. So it's just, like, those, those kind of situations, you know, like, we have to get them because they violated, you know, their 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 bail, you know, whether they didn't show up to a court hearing. Or what have you, but that that would be, you know, one of the many situations, you know, that that we deal with is, you know, fighting fighting with these guys, you know. Yeah. No. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I can imagine all these type of experiences influence what you think of as a filmmaker. Or mm. maybe I'm wrong, but I, I can imagine that it sort of plays a role into how you see the world, and you interpret things through the lens of the camera. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you you pull inspiration from everywhere right. and definitely you know my past you know i can use I, I use a lot of different you know tactics even in the production side you know how i you know how i you know want to you know situate organize shoots you know to to film what i need and yeah and the reason i'm always fascinated by this but the background the mechanics of production as well as uh, creation so especially with someone with a, a life as interesting as yours you know you you're a military police uh you're a bounty hunter and then you Harken back to the time when you got your first camera as a kid and you're like, maybe I should, you know, try uh, producing films and making films of my own. How does one make that leap? Because there are many people that have, you know, those thoughts in their head, but they don't make the leap the way you did. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's that's a good question, um, because it wasn't like it wasn't something that I just said, let me just do it. I kind of accidentally 
fell into like doing this like professionally like real deal i made you know just a quick brief i made a um a my 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 sister's been married for a year and some change and her and her fiance at the time proposed to her right at her school my sister's a, a school teacher he went to her job and then proposed to her and i filmed it right i filmed it put it on youtube got like twenty thousand views or something and i was able to see how i was able to like draw people's emotion make people cry do a little you know and really um capture you know capture that moment and really like like hijack people's emotions and i saw that and i said wow you know that's really powerful you know, the film is really powerful let me try to do something else and i tested it out with another film and i, I you know motivational type and then uh i just saw wow maybe i should really like try to do this for real because i it brought me so much joy brought me so much satisfaction to see that i'm able you know to to captivate the audience in that kind of way and then it just went from there so basically something that was it was based someone just saying hey can you do this it turned into this viral video and the viral video allowed you to really see wow maybe i could develop something on that yeah and i, yes. I could I, yeah and then but but in today's digital age where you have a lot of filmmakers you have a lot mm -hmm. of um youtubers you have a lot of videographers every everybody's sort of doing stuff mm -hmm. with their own cameras they're a one woman and one man troop how do you then separate yourself and decide what type of stories you want to tell so that yours is uniquely Vincent Williams. Right. Um, well, I, I really, I really just have to like focus on what I believe in my heart that I want to do. Um, because, you know, if, if I, if I believe that, you know, I want to make this kind of film, like whether I research and if it, you know, if it's done or not, like if I do it and put it out, um, you know, I, I, I'm going to feel good about how it looks. And then the way when I put it out, you know, it's, it, it'll it'll really speak for itself for the most part, you know, to, to do my thing is I'm I'm independent, you know, I'm very independent. So like I don't have like a big like, you know, Lionsgate guys, you know, pushing the content, you know, you know, pushing, you know, marketing like I do everything like myself. So I like to brand, you know, the independence, you know along with the, you know, production. So kind of what would make it unique is that, you know, I'm the drone operator, you know, I'm the producer, you know, I'm the editor, you know, I, I do everything like a one-stop shop, you know, unless, you know, unless I need to, um, you know, you know, get a film crew, you know, for some shoots, but, you know, just being able to, you know, put my touch on it, my spin, you know, the way I want to color it, you know, the way I want to format it, you know, we kind of make it unique, you know, in that way, especially yeah. the content as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you 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 highlighted the distinction between an independent producer and as and a studio backed producer. So mm -hmm. what we see in the movies, whether it's you know it's a blockbuster film or any of those type of things, there's always a distinction, especially right around the Oscar time, which we're in right now. And you see that the indie films sometimes are the ones that are now getting you know recognition mm -hmm. because not many people saw them, and the studio backed films are the ones that have a lot of the budgeted items. So the, you know, the drones and all these could, uh, pr uh, cost of productions are usually financed by, I guess, uh, sponsors and, and people right. that, uh, that have that. Is, is it very expensive then to be an, you know, a filmmaker in today's world if you don't have studio? Yeah. You know, it, it's two answers to that question. Yes and no. And yes, because um, it, yo, you're going to need equipment. You know, the film industry is one of the most expensive industries. You know, you're going to need equipment. You're going to need marketing, you know, to have a good project, you know, to really have a full good project. You're going to need it, um, you know, whether you, you finance it yourself, whether you find funding. Um, but then again, like you don't because really you just need a story. You know, you need a good story. You put it out there and you shoot it. And, you know, on a zero budget, you know, short, you know, a, a small budget. And if the story's good, you know, it'll really do itself. You know, and there's not much you have to put behind it. Um, so, like I said, it just it really depends on which way you look at it and which way you want to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. And and what about, uh, you know, obstacles? Have you come across any obstacles in, in the filmmaking world? I'm just curious as to how you oh, dealt man. with them. Oh, yes. There's 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 copyright laws where you try to use music. Um, for certain, you know, projects and, you know, you'll get hit with the copyright and they have to take it down, switch it up. I've learned, you know, around that to, you know, you know, you buy licensed music or you buy, buy music and license it. Um, you know, film locations, uh, you know, there, there's always, you know, things that come up. But I mean, you know, part of my military background, too, is identifying a problem and, and fixing it. You know, so, you know, if, if something comes up where we, you know, we can't get a permit in time to shoot at a certain location, 
you know, we'll figure out, well, let's shoot here or I have a friend that has access here. So let's do this instead and we can simulate or use a green screen. You know, green screen is, is so magical. I've, I've learned so much how to use a green screen to simulate. You know, we're somewhere where we're not. We're in we're in my studio, but we're, you know, standing in front of green screen. It looks like we're, you know, somewhere, I don't know, like standing in a, in a city or something, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's just identifying, identifying a problem, you know, and, and, and really just con- and, and tackling it. So what's the goal for you? What's the end goal? What do you want to be known for? Man, I have I have so many. I I have a you know, um uh, a realist a reality show that I'm I'm working on. Um, I have a, a few docu's that I'm that I have coming out soon. Um, you know, my biggest thing is like is like film, like like making film, making reality TV. You know, I'm not like a um, I'm not like a like a video company that does like you know little short videos because there, there's there's guys for that. You know, like my I try to you know really you know iron it behind you know like like an actual you know filmmaking company so you know i'm definitely gonna be putting some films on um on amazon you know try to get into some film festivals this year you know it's last year was kind of you know i did a lot of films and 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 learned as i was making them made some beautiful projects you know but this year we're going to really start scaling up and um and and really you know go to get into festivals and, and selling a lot of them and so I guess the end I guess the uh, the end one would just be you know getting stuff in the theaters you know pushing them out having premieres you know red carpet events right so so there's on one end there's the theater element and the other end is the reality uh, TV so right yeah and and those are two different worlds uh, they are oh man so one's a festival <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and and I guess the the other is um, you know mm-hmm. it's it's a different but, mindset. Right. And that's why it's good, like, to have a camera and to have just a mind, because the way my mind works, like, I don't just want to be stuck in just one area in film. Like, the way, you know, I believe my mind is, is, like, I want I want TV and and pushing the streams and then have, you know, film as well. Because a lot of filmmakers, well, like, real filmmakers that really love what they do, they work on multiple projects, you know, at a time, you know, yeah. instead of just working on one, like, but, like, they're working on, like, big, you know, big projects, you know, at, at once. And and so that's, those are my two, you know, like, documentary style, um, you know, you know, those types and then, um and then reality as well to kind of, you know, really just, just push everything, you know, with, with V-Vision Productions and, and what we have. And for those that don't know, Vincent heard me on a podcast and he reached out to me on Instagram. Oh, he, man. He made this amazing, like, you got to check it out. He made this amazing uh, um, short film on the concept of failure. And he was using my voiceover, which was, uh, which is what was really fascinating about what your process is. Because I, I learned that you said you just had this idea, you know, you heard me on the podcast. An idea Bro. came to your mind. And so, yeah, just... Just for those that that might not know how artists work, I just want you to explain that process, how you Bro. get an idea and how it gets execution. Okay, but let me just back up, man. Uh. Let me back up. Bro, when I heard you on this podcast, like like I, I listened to it two or three times and I and because this was the first time I was being introduced to Tyler Roxon. All right. And I just like I was listening to your story and just like how you're speaking and like you know all like how interesting your life was and I said oh my goodness this is the guy you know I was looking to do a project but I wasn't sure um, you know what kind of project I was gonna do I wanted something motivational and the thing was like I wasn't even looking I like I wasn't looking just yet for a subject right and and then I heard you and then like all these like as soon as like I heard you speak I heard the way your voice was I heard it, the cadence in your voice and then I said oh what does this guy look like let me go look him up and then I said okay bam bam just like that and then that's when my mind like my creative mind started working and just said man like you like you you have everything that 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 we need for this project so like as an artist you know I said all right let me contact him and just see if he'll respond first like just Oh, just just to see off the bat, and then I contacted you maybe like a week or something. Then you responded. I said, "Oh, good, you responded good." You know, I felt so, I was so happy. <laughs> and then um, and then and then we started talking about it. I said, "Okay, let me email you this pitch, and uh, so, you know, see if you like it, and I'll see how it goes." And then uh, I I took a little while, typed everything up, and then I shot it to your email. And then um, and then I mean, you, and then you liked it, you know. And then we coordinated when we we're going to do it. You know, it took a couple uh, months or whatever to to get you out to Long Island, and then um, and then we made it happen. You know, so. The, the whole concept was just, you know, listening, you know, so as a, as a producer, you know, I, I had to listen to the, like every, every little detail of this, this entire project. And it started from, you know, I think it was a millionaire Minecast. Yeah. I think that's what yeah, it was. Is yeah, that what it was? Yeah, yeah I believe yeah. so. 
Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, and so, so that's, you know, that's really where it started. And like, like I said, as an artist, like I just, like just listening to you, I'm painting the picture of like the different scenes. And of course, you know, some things will change, but just getting the picture in, in my head of like how I want the film to look, how I want it to sound, you know, how, you know, where I want to go. And the name changed like three or four times, you know, do you, yeah. do you, do you remember that? I, I remember <laughs> <You know>? that. <laughs> yeah. And changed uh, it. I put a poster up and took it down. And had to, you know, so it was like, and then I finally found the right one, and then uh, we agreed on it, and then made it happen. Um, so, so that's really, you know, that's really what I don't know if I answered your question, but I was just so excited about <laughs> saying how I how I found who Tyler Roxon was. You know? <laughs> well, no, I, I didn't even want no because I I really wanted to be about you because you did answer the question, but I I love the creative aspect of that because so. I, I'm a poet and I'm a writer. And a lot right. of times when I'm listening or watching or I'm walking down the street. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I have... Oh. You know, I hear a word from someone, or I, I watch something, or I mm. see like sun, and I, and I get an idea, and I always mm. have my effort. And I yes. just I just start writing, right? And, okay. and, and that's that's the concept, and I have like the end goal and all that. And that's so interesting. When, yeah. So it, and and it's different for different artists. I have talked to other people who it's a different process. They have to be in a certain state of mind. So it was fascinating mm. for me when you said that something came to you from listening to me on a podcast. Yes. And, and I, I want to show people that are out there in the audience that it really, just like you said, it, it, it you should honor your curiosity and your, your, your ideas. Because I think a lot of times when I talk to people, there are many hidden artists within us. And, mm. you know, if, if you don't execute or if you don't try, you, you're not going to grow. And so it was just, it was something that I, you know, I kind of want you to share. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's a, it's a, it's about you too. Hold on, so I have a question for you. I don't mean to turn it around, but like oh, this is sure, sure, sure. This is interesting. All right, so like you hear something because this this happens to me in film. So you said as a writer, right? Yeah. You you can see something, hear something, feel something, or whatever, and then you automatically kind of like paint it in your head. You have the end goal, of like what it looks like, just by just by anything that you. So let's say you see maybe the sunset or something, and the way like a tree looks like mm -hmm. behind the sun you, you could get something from that and get inspiration yeah so i'll give you an example so i have a poem called success in skyscrapers and i was walking okay. down the street in new york city and i was just saw the skyscrapers and for some reason i was just like oh man all these skyscrapers i wonder how they were formed oh, um wow. and i was like ah, oh, i wonder what's the mechanics of that so how did they get to that that tall and i was like ah that reminds me of success and then i was like mm. ss success in skyscrapers and I, ju I just put the title down and then i was like let me do some research onto how this becomes. And then I was also simultaneously thinking about success. And then the analogy came to, to my mind. And then another time it was, I was just watching, I think Madam Secretary was a, sh was a show on CBS and, yeah. um, uh, and they had, they had said a comment uh, about uh, I think immigration. And I was thinking about my experience and right. I just wrote down a word and then I I start I rhymed the word and then I just kept you know it, it's just one yeah. of those weird spaces happens wow. in movies a lot though you know yeah. especially too so that's but I, but yeah. I'm different though that that's I've talked mm -hmm. to people and it's you know I don't I know when you go to a lot of events you don't want to have your phone out so I'm always mindful of that but I get right. even more inspired when I'm like at other uh, creative right. events because I'm right. looking at what they're doing and I'm like oh yeah that's yeah so yeah yeah. That and that's and that's and I can identify with that, you know, in film because I do the same thing. I can I can see something and like for example, um, I did like a remake, uh, not 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 like a remake, but I just did like a test project with my son last summer, and uh, we we I had a guy he did like this uh, remake to the Stranger Things um, uh, music soundtrack, and I just put a test project together. I saw some guys playing soccer, and I said, oh, what if I did this and that and shot this and then flipped it upside down and then made this. 
And so, so just seeing, just seeing random things gives like inspiration and then have to put it on film. Like I, like I, like I have to put it out there. Yeah. You know, Honor it, you your know, creativity. So. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Wow. This is good. And this is why I'm excited for you, for what you're going to do with, uh, with, mm-hmm. uh, with your career, because I, I love the way you capture raw emotion and that's just very interesting. It's a skill set to have. I watch a lot of movies. I go to many movies, um, maybe at least two to three a week. Oh, and okay. I'm always, I'm always looking. I, it's, it's a skill I wish I had. Trust me. My brother has it. You have it. So yeah. I'm always admiring you <laughs> off from afar. But the way mm-hmm. you say, oh, no, well, don't worry. It's not, it doesn't look like this now, but it's going to look like this in the future. Just just right. short. Just give me this emotion. Be serious. Right. Be that. Oh, when we were shooting? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. I was just listening to how you were doing that. And then I saw the end result. And I love that stuff because it's a metaphor for a lot of people who are listening to podcasts who are saying, I'm not where I want to be yet, so why even try? Or this looks messed up. Or you know, I I didn't get the sunlight of my 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 shot, so I must give up. And I think if people applied that concept, where okay, maybe it didn't happen the way they wanted it to happen, or maybe mm-hmm. they didn't meet the person, or the person didn't respond. Maybe they can find someone else and adjust. I think um, you know a lot exactly. of creative process is a metaphor for lives. So. Exactly. No, no, you know, I I agree 100. Um, you know, especially because, like, you know, when, when you say, like, creating, like, when you're creating something, it's not always going to be, like, like perfect in the beginning. But that's why you create it to mold it and shape it, you know, exactly what, like, how you need it to be. Because, like, remember when we were shooting, you, I don't know if you noticed, but it was, it was like a bunch of scenes that we shot that weren't even in that, like, the actual film. Yes. You know, <laughs> you know? like it's a bunch of stuff that, that didn't make the cut just because it didn't look like, even though it looked beautiful, but it, it you know, in creating it, you know, it, it just didn't go the way I needed it to go, yeah. you know? So that's, you know, that's the whole part of it. So if I would have just said, hey, you know, it's not going to work and, and do that, then, it, you know, it would have had a different, you know, outcome. But yeah, man, you, and you, you did a, man, you did an uh, uh, amazing job, bro. That, uh, that was it's you. It's you. Yeah, <laughs> man, you were, yo, you nailed everything. You nailed every emotion. You nailed every we and we put you through some physical, some hard physical labor, man. You see the stuff that you're doing. You were climbing ropes, you know, lifting these weights and doing all this, man. Yeah, um, lifting well, these dumbbells over your head and holding it there, and then not not hearing me say stop, and you were just still holding it up. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, well, thank you. And uh, for those listening, here's the audio of the uh, documentary. interesting thing that happens when when it is when you're rock bottom when you're at your lowest point and that is that the only way is up I know you're probably feeling down at this moment and you've lost your job you've felt like the world is against you maybe your finances are low and and everyone is basically telling you I told you so people around you seem to be doing what what it is you want to do they seem to feel the happiness you want to feel if we're really thinking about it Mary Williamson said it our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. It's not our darkness that frightens us, it's our light that frightens us. And your plain small does not serve the world. It has never served anyone. Every time I thought I was being rejected from something good, I was actually being redirected to something better. It doesn't matter how slowly you go, as long as you go, but do not stop. No matter what you're doing, do not stop. Perseverance is the hard work you do after you get tired of doing the hard work you already did. Do not give up. Survival can be summed up in three words. Never give up. The idea that you can't do it is a myth. 
because there's only one of you and the fact that there's only one of you already puts you at an advantage that no one else has. That advantage is that you, your unique makeup, all the atoms you have is what ultimately will propel you to whatever success will be. The idea of success is a relative term, but once you end up being the best version of yourself, you've already succeeded. I always say something, and it goes like this, use your difference to make a difference. Because once you understand that your difference is actually your superpower, everything else falls into place. Ultimately, you start to do things the way you want to do things. And the way you want to do things is what is going to get you to your ultimate destination. Whether you realize it or not, people are watching you. And whether you realize it or not, the mindset and the ability for you to achieve perspective of what your failure is teaching you is always on. That applies to business in so many ways because Amazon wouldn't be formed without failure. Uh, Richard Branson and Virgin uh, Enterprise would not be formed without failure. Fair Wang wouldn't be formed without failure. There wouldn't be an Oprah without failure. You know, Oprah Winfrey Studios. And all that they learned was how to find an opportunity to grow. If you're experiencing failure, what is it that you need to do to be better and to deviate? Do you need to change an environment that you're in right now? Do you need to surround yourself around better mentors? Do you need to read more books? Do you need to watch more films, more documentaries? Do you need to practice more? Do you need to get back in the gym? All these things are things you need to do, but you have to start by reframing your failure as a moment of opportunity for you. And because if you're able to do that, then you are able to have the intangibles to be a great entrepreneur and a great business individual because that is ultimately what entrepreneurship is. It is solving problems and it's not running away when the first sight of trouble comes. It's always impossible until it's done. And remember, the word impossible literally says, I'm possible. So you just heard what Vincent created, and if you want to watch it, I have the link in the show notes. But I'm sure some of you at this point are wondering, how can I work with Vincent? Where can I find out more? Or how can I learn more about filmmaking? What would you tell those people, Vincent? Yes. Um, and if, if you go on Facebook, you can just type in V Vision Productions. That's V dash Vision, and then you can see a lot of that's my uh, my my production page. And you can see a lot of the stuff we have going on, some behind the scenes shots, projects that I had before, future projects that are coming up. I have some really amazing stuff coming up uh, this year. And then uh, on Instagram, you can type in forty seven actual one word. You'll see you'll see my stuff there. A lot of stuff I have going on as well. So you know it's some interesting. Hopefully you can check it out. But that's it. V Vision Productions. And uh, and forty seven actual, which is a military term, by the way. I don't know if you know. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. Well, now I now I do. Yeah, forty seven was my number all throughout the military, so I just kept it. And actual is uh is like a radio term when you're like in wartime, so it's kind of like awesome. a low key thing. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, nice. um, but uh, I'll definitely make sure those are in the show notes. But okay. one one thing I've I've always been impressed uh, by with your career is not with your life period is. Your your wife is she Dominican, right? She, yes, she's from Santo Domingo. Yes, yeah, Santo Republic. Domingo. And you said she didn't speak English when you met? No, she knew. I mean, she knew a few words. I'll give her that. You know, she knew a few words. Um, but uh, you know, I I mean, I speak Spanish. Uh, so you know, she was my mom's hairdresser actually, and my and she didn't really like. They didn't, my mom communicated with like you know hand gestures and little words here and there. And uh, I got back from Korea. And my mom uh, from Afghanistan. My mom introduced us and. Uh, you know, I, I I spit my Spanish game to her, and she she liked it, and uh, and then you know one thing led to another. What? So so wait, so you knew Spanish before her? I thought you knew Spanish after her. No, I knew Spanish in high school, man. I I actually studied uh, it really hard. Wow. I studied it hard in high school, and then out of high school in the military, I would study by myself and like really go hard and learned it. And, and you know, I can read, write, and speak it. You know, and and then that that helped me <laughs> land a a Spanish wife. You know. <laughs> you said that <laughs> you land a Spanish <laughs> Yes. No.
So I'm, I'm, the reason why I'm asking this is I I love learning languages. People learning languages is one of the best ways to connect across cultures. Oh, and do you have any tips that you can share for people who are aspiring to be language learners or linguists? I, well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, really, just don't give up because it's very intimidating to learn something other than your 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 your, your primary language, you know. And then a certain way you have to say a certain word can just, you know, frustrate you. You're not getting it. You know, you just have to keep, you know, trying, keep endeavoring, you know, something that I, I, that really helped me was, um, I would, I would read like Spanish phrases and I would record myself saying it for, you know, like paragraphs. And then I would just listen throughout, throughout the day and then memorize it. And then I would just memorize a whole bunch of them. And then pretty soon I can pull something from this paragraph and put it with that one and mix it up and mix it up. And before you know it, you know, you're sounding like a pro. You know, so just find creative ways. Like if you're if you're first if you're frustrated or it's hard for you to learn, you know, just find a creative way or a way that you know that you can learn that helps you learn, whether it's visual, whether it's audio, to to help you get there and and, and just don't give up. You know, I tell people don't give up at all in anything that you do. Yeah, and it sounds like I'm hearing consistency. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think also knowing your learning style. You know, I'm I'm someone that's visual, so if I like watching movies, I I'm always looking. Okay, can yeah. I watch it in Spanish sub, you know, subtitle, and can I mm-hmm. change the settings of my phone because I, I did that as well. You know, right. all these make it into incorporate it into your daily everyday life where you start to normalize some of these words and you have do a word of the day and and gradually, um, yes, you know, it becomes a okay. You, you yeah. pick it up. Hold on, real quick, man. Just 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 backing up again. I saw a post or something the other day. Somebody posted and it it looked like they were speaking French to you. Do you, you don't speak French, do you? We should buy from Sash. Buy from Bro, you ready? Get out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> what? You speak French? Yeah. It's the same thing you did. I, I grew up in a French-speaking country uh, when I was in middle school. So from, I guess, from uh, sixth grade to to ninth grade. And then I, I didn't want to lose it. So I kept practicing. And wow. I started school. So, yeah, I, I, I do speak French. Wow. Where did you even see my French? <laughs> Bro, no, because, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm always investigating stuff. I mean, I saw something and somebody commented on one of your photos and I said, wait, that's not English. And then you responded back to him in some, some, some language. And I said, that looks like French. Does, does he speak French? And yeah. I meant to ask you, but yeah, that's, yeah. that's impressive, man. No, I that's do. I, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, but, um, no, I'm fast. I, you're too, you're far too kind, but yeah, it, it's, but I brought it up because I think, you know, one of my goals is to impact the lives of 3 billion people. Yeah. In the world. And that's, that's amazing. Oh, thank you. It's a, it's a very lofty goal, but mm-hmm. there are 3 billion people under 30 right now. And I always think about ways you can do that. Like, I think if you get French, you know, that you can get parts of Europe and, and um, Africa, so French and English, mm-hmm. uh, and North, North, uh, North American. And I'm sort of, I'm just very, very basic. I'm like slightly conversational Spanish. I need to improve. They okay. can get, you can get Latin America. And then if I oh, can yeah. get, uh, you know, an Asian language, you know, then you start to do that. But that's one of the ways where I want to do that. And I want to be able to deliver content in like multiple languages, but it's a long, long term yeah. goal. I'll be working and on this well into my fifties. But, yes. Yeah. But you're working on it. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's noble, man. Well, if you need help in uh, the, the Latin American, give me a call, man. We'll make something happen. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, I, I, I want I want to ask you this: where you um, we in this we're in this age mm-hmm. where um, a lot of people are seeking role models. A lot of youth are seeking role models. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say, your father? And what do you think about when you look at the the next generation of, um, of leaders, especially creatives? What would you, I guess, give as pieces of as pieces of advice to aspiring? creatives, filmmakers, and people who really want to use their content to make an impact? Um, I, I, I say be very careful because using film can be very good and it can also be very dangerous. Um, you know, so, you know, any, any kind of idea, but I mean, you still like need to be yourself, right? So any, any kind of way um, you know that you want to impact the world, um, I, you know, I say go at it a hundred you know, 100 percent. My my dad, you know, he's not a filmmaker. Right. He's not in the industry. He's a, he's a pastor, actually, in Long Island. Um, but, you know, just the like the principles and and just uh, the 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 discipline that, you know, he instilled instilled in me and, and things that he shows me even to this day. You know, I'm able to apply in the filmmaking industry, you know, it, being able to impact the world because, um, 
you know, you know, making film content, making anything that's visual that people can see, you know, every year just gets more and more, more popular and, and more um, uh, in demand. You know, so if you're if you're creating things where it can actually change people's lives, if you change things where it can hijack, I like to say hijack people's emotions, um, it needs to be something to where uh, you can actually, you know, do good. You know, so if somebody's having a a, a horrible day or they're, they're on the brink of suicide or something like they should be able to watch something that you have geared toward what they need and really motivate them, really bring them out of. Um, a dark time, you know, we shot failure and, you know, it's a, it's so many different emotions that could go into that. The audience for that, you know, is, is so, you know, so, so, so huge, you know, because yeah. of, you know, whether they're, they're failing in their marriage, they're failing in their, their life, they're failing in uh, even like high school or they're, they're failing in their school, like test grades, you know, there it's so many, you know, different things or, um, you know, that can tie into that. Um, you know, so, you know, it just, you know, making film, making anything visual just has, you know, the, the men, like mentally um, can can take over your entire mind, can take over your entire brain, can take over your thoughts, can take over your actions. You know, so to filmmakers, you know, that are looking, you know, to make content, you know, make something that's really worth, you know, you know, meaning, you know, and of course, there's entertainment where you're just going to, you know, you have, you know, comedy and everything and, and, and horror and, and what have you. Um, but, you know, every bit of content is something that somebody's going to look and really break down and it goes directly to their brain. You know, so if you're in somebody's brain with your camera, um, you have to know what you're doing, you know, and yeah. just and, and, and just really um, go do it from the heart, you know, exactly yeah. from right, right from the heart. Yeah. So have a have a strong value system and really don't take your influence for granted, uh, I think is what you're saying. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. You can't. Yeah, like I said, it could it could be very it could be very dangerous, and you know you don't ever want to underestimate it. You know, just because you, if you're making a film that you think nobody's going to see, you know, you really just need one person to see it to change their life. You know, I would have been happy if if one person saw you know the film that we shot and really impacted their life, and just that one person, um, you know, would have that the whole film would have been a success. You know, for yeah. me, just just to hear it from one person. I mean, I thank God that you know we have over forty thousand views, and a lot of people have been you know talking, but you know, just one person is really all like a filmmaker needs to hear to say, hey, man, this this is really good. This this helped me with this part of my life. And, oh. you know, I thank you. Yeah, I love that. No, I love that. I, I think too many um, people in positions of power don't understand that. Um, and that's been my biggest frustration uh, with uh, a lot of that where oh. I think because there, you know, there are people that would say I'm not a role model. And I'm always saying people are still watching you. Doesn't. Oh, you know, yeah. Whether you, you know, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. so if you're in a public eye and you have a circle of influence, it's very important that you understand what, what mm -hmm. you're doing, um, right. you know, whether you you wanted to or not. So exactly. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Eyes. Yeah. Eyes are always watching. You have Eyes to... always watching. Yeah. Mm -hmm. who, who are your favorite directors? Oh, man. Good question. Uh, you know, my, my style is a lot different than a lot of them because I don't do scripted. You know, I do like unscripted documentary reality. So, you know, it's different. But I do like Spike Lee. I love the way that Spike Lee moves. I like his cores. I like his values, the way he shoots, you know, the end of his 40 acres in the mule, his, his company, and just how independent the way he goes about things. I really like like his concept of filmmaking. Um, yeah. I, I, I really like that. And then, um, uh, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe I would, uh, I don't know, maybe I would say Scorsese um, just because of this, the same um fundamentals in the way that they shoot film and 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 like the old like the old school way of really because i never went to film school ever in my life right, right? right so like i never even took a, a class i just learned you know from god-given you know ability and you and school of youtube <laughs> you know yeah so yeah. you know just just seeing what i've learned from that you know those two really i like the way they move uh, in the film industry yeah no scorsese is up there for me as well yeah uh, and will, uh, will packer i'm sorry uh, will packer too yeah, well, Will Packer's doing a lot, a lot of production, right? So a lot of what, man, you're, yes. what you're doing, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh -huh. Will Power Packer, yeah. He's he's working on. He has a reality show coming out too. Um, that that you know just look looks real good. Yeah. Well, I I love that. Well, let's let's wrap it up here with this question, yep. which is my mission statement. Now, my mission statement is use your difference to make a difference. Absolutely. And I always ask a lot of my guests uh, the same question. So, how do you use your difference to make a difference, Vincent? I I use my difference to make a difference in really um, impacting the thought process of 
who I'm trying to reach out to. Um, so, you know, you know, meaning, you know, my, my thing is making films, you know, making visual content. And I want to use that to really motivate, to really inspire, you know, to really um, uh, bring, bring an emotion that somebody can just kind of sit down and just like let all their problems go look at it and feel really good about it whether i'm shooting a faith-based film about a missionary um or whether i'm shooting a motivational type or whether i'm shooting an entertainment you know reality you know type i wanted i want to be able to you know make a difference by um really making somebody um uh, feel inspired you know feel like if they're if they're going to give up they need to watch this and then wow they just have a second a second wind, you know, that they're ready to go. Um, yeah. So, so, so really just, you know, I, I want to use my difference to make a difference in a way where I can really um, uh, hijack your mind to maybe think a way that you haven't thought before um, for the better. Yeah. Well, I love it. Watch yeah. out for Vincent Williams. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you so the much. Future. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Thank you so much, man. Uh, no, the man. pleasure is mine. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Ladies and gentlemen, till next time. Use a difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.